Welcome to a special live edition of Watch Time, the show where we look at the trends and the news stories and the developments in the industry that are affecting marketing communications. It's sort of like a techie, nerdy Good Morning Britain, <laughs> where I'm the Pierce and you're the Susanna. <laughs> okay. I'm more exciting and dynamic and you're more PC. I'm going to keep the thing flowing along because unlike the previous version of this show, which was a pre-recorded uh, podcast, today we're actually live streaming across multiple channels. Yeah, I'm not entirely comfortable <coughs> with live, but we c we'll do it. Well, you know, this, this show is sponsored by Mint Twist, the digital marketing agency, and we do like to experiment with new technology. So today, for those of you who are interested, we're experimenting with something called Restream.io, which actually allows you to run a stream across multiple platforms and channels. So wherever you're watching this, it's a huge pleasure to have any form of viewer, and we hope you can take part by commenting on wherever you're watching. Right, first topic. First topic that we wanted to talk about was video conferencing. So video conferencing is obviously a really big topic, particularly at the moment, with the significant number of people that have Everyone to work from who's home. anyone is videoing themselves via <laughs> Zoom or similar. Anyone who's anyone and businesses. Well see it's live it's live uh, conferences that are really sort of driving the growth because people who who are working from home are having to have meetings from home. Yeah. And so what are the main platforms that are out there? What are the ones that, that you've used in your well, career? I'm using Zoom all the time. And even my kids use Zoom for all their guitar lessons, violin lessons, you name it. It's all about, I think Zoom is the next, I mean, it is the big thing, isn't and, it? And well, it still freezes, you're talking to someone and it's like, but yeah, it's good. So there's been there's been internet problems with uh, certainly people in the UK because there's been an increased amount of bandwidth because so many more people are working mm. from home. So so the glitching is not necessarily the fault of the software systems, but so Zoom's been Zoom's grown really quickly and apparently their users are up two hundred percent. Usage is up thousands of percent per day. Yeah. Well, so. no matter which platform you use, it's always important to engage the audience and to lure them in. So I found an interesting article actually. I don't know if you can see it, I pointed up there, about zoom in on earrings. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, da -da -da. Yeah, so celebrities using tricks of like very sparkly accessories to try and get their audience to keep watching. And so what the idea think? the idea is is that because um, because in video conferencing you're generally from mid waist yeah. up, up, you kind of need to go with the accessories all over your ears. Are you missing? Yeah, your I mean earrings? I'm not wearing the accessories, but I've got a nice little top, so yeah, okay. Yeah, you're so dressed quite nicely. I am, yeah, I've dressed up especially <laughs> for this occasion. And apparently Instagrammers uh, have taken to this fad and so yeah. all of the Instagram shots at the moment are are heavy yeah. on earrings. Yeah, exactly. And that's good for big name designers like Chanel, who are getting to Absolutely. sell their beautiful accessories. Absolutely. So, business life continues despite coronavirus. And and so one of the other stories that's in the news this morning that is particularly interesting for me is, is about this guy, Jack Dorsey. So Jack Dorsey is, for those of you who don't know, is a top tech entrepreneur. He's a co-founder of Twitter. He's also a founder of another payments company called Squared. And so apparently the big 
uh, tech founders in Silicon Valley have been potentially competing with each other about who can be the most generous in the outbreak of coronavirus. So the... Uh, well, they compete with each other. Some of them are genuine, but obviously you're going to have the ones that are competing with a PR aspect of who's the wonderful saviour and who's going to get the most PR out of this. I mean, it's good. It's, it's a win-win. No one's saying they can't get the PR, but it is also a PR stunt, like with all the climate change, all that sort of thing. And, th- and, th- and this is the issue. A lot of the tech entrepreneurs that have been pledging gifts have been called out by, in some cases, their own employees for being sort of fake and not real. So Jeff Bezos, how much do you think he donated towards the coronavirus? What would you guess? I don't, I don't know. How much? Jeff Bezos, the richest, or I think potentially the richest man in the world, 100 million US dollars for the cause. It's decent. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> what do you yeah, think? How much? Mark Zuckerberg, $25 million. Oh, so, so Jeff much, Bezos much less. beat him in that Ooh, sense. Not good, not good. Yeah, so these two, but these two were really trumped by Jack Dorsey, who just the other day has donated a billion dollars, a billion dollars, which which is no insignificant sum. It amounts to sort of twenty eight percent of his fortune, which is yeah. It, I wonder where that money is going to go. Like, how is it actually going to be used? Vaccine well, research, uh, protective equipment. You would like to think that the money's like going to go to where it's really needed. Um, and who's in charge of that money? I yeah. mean, I'd love to see it get to the people that really need it. But well, let, let's let's yeah. hope it makes it. Let's hope it makes it there. So that's Jack Dor- Jack Dorsey. Yeah, impressive, impressive. So I'll swing it a little bit to more fashion orientated subjects. So here you go. Cat walks at the click of a mouse. We had it. <laughs> there you go. So this is talking about Shanghai becoming the first fashion week to move fully online. So so it's really interesting. I think this is a great story because it's interesting in itself, but it's also uh, representative of probably a wider trend that's going to exist across other industries. So can physical real world events effectively be moved online? Yeah, and can it completely replace the real thing? Probably not really because you don't have the whole networking element. But if you do it right and you keep it short enough so people are still engaged, you could probably get away with a lot. And it's certainly better than nothing. People that are sitting back and doing nothing, that's just, you know, businesses, let's say. That's, that's the worst scenario. So. so the Milan Fashion Show and the Shanghai Fashion Show were both slated to happen around at the same time. Milan cancelled their show and Shanghai decided to move exclusively online. And so the format... Uh, remained exactly the same so each designer over the few days that the show ran each had an hours long slot except being an online conference they were able to use the hour in whatever way they want obviously it had to be video centric some people pre-recorded video Mm. some people ran live video some people uh, used the hour for the the designer and the founder designer of the brand to stand up and espouse the values of the brand and there were many different methods used, but what do you think, what methods do you think were best received by those audiences? So according to the article, it was the non-traditional formats that worked well. So the traditional catwalk, models walking up and down was less well received. A bit too well-received. boring, a bit too boring, yeah. So you need to be creative in your approach to putting a video together. Short snips, burst, beautiful bursts of lovely creative content stick it all together, bang it out. And then there's, there's a, an interesting line in here, which is about a business that t- 
typically had about 350 people viewing and now it's got hundreds of thousands of people viewing because it went online at the right time in the right format. Just shows you it's opportunities, you know. Well, right that's right. The picking. The, 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 um, the difficulty for smaller businesses with live streaming is that it's difficult for them to motivate their relatively small audiences to watch them online. The larger brands can invest in advertising to push their audiences to the relevant places but yeah. the smaller brands found that by joining in the online conference they were able to get a relatively huge uplift in in their audience in their average audience size yeah and micro influencers getting more engagement because it's more personal and I, I found that ones that are posting their looks of the day and just doing things continuously doing things and not pausing are the ones that do the best not like me at all. I tend to pause for long periods of time, but you know, I, I do what I want when it comes to that. But if you are in that line, I think it's important to keep going, and especially now, especially now, it's an opportunity. Absolutely, social media marketing consistent. What else have you got? Consistency is is king. So there's another there's another story here um, that's being widely reported in the technology news and possibly reported in the mainstream news, and this is about the coronavirus um, app tracking systems, and mm. so. Google and and um, Apple have agreed to work together on an app that will that will trace coronavirus um, uh, people who've contracted coronavirus. But then the key is that it will notify anyone who's come within um, several meters of that person. So what's actually happening? Sneeze here? or not sneeze, just literally within their proximity. Well, the I the idea of the app is that if any of us can download it, if we choose to download it, you know, we, we, we keep it on and then it will monitor us as we move around. But most importantly, we'll monitor our interaction with other users of the app so that if we then contract coronavirus and then we report that fact to the authorities, they w we will be marked on the app and then everyone who's come within a two-metre radius yeah, of us but that, over that the would, last... Yeah, but that would rely on everyone having the app for that to be accurate. Absolutely, so it's absolutely. A bit, what, what about the spying apps? Well, the spying apps, like in Poland, there's a little selfie app that you have to photograph yourself that you're at home and you're not going outside. What about, or do you think it's invasive? Well, I think I think they're all they're all part of the same approach. And um, personally, you know, I think as a as an advocate of technology and digital, I, I'm I I like this stuff. But I think we've got to be careful as a society about how far we let it go. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this particular situation, I'm happy with the surveillance. I'm happy with the monitoring. I, th I think you know the stats that they gather are so critical. New virus, whatever information helps them make the right decisions and analyze the virus in the right way, I'm all for it. Even if it means invading privacy a bit. I think it's it's that sort of time. I think it's... I think anyway, it's what have you got to hide? <laughs> you know? yeah. You're only sitting at home anyway. <coughs> so. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I think it, it's an interesting one, but I think as individuals, we need to take care of our own uh, privacy because it tends to be the case that once you give it away, it's difficult to sort of bring it back. Mm. And that would be my True. take. True. Yeah. Right, so I think that concludes today's live show. That concludes today's live show indeed. If you have been commenting, um, we'll try and, and get back to these comments. This is the first, uh, we hope, of, of, of many. Um, but it was great to have you with us and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. See you next time.